0: From MPB Think Radio, this is Fix It 101, the home improvement show to help you do it yourself. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector and Inspect It Like a Girl. And Licensed Contractor Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is out this week. But we have a guest, Kim Gent, the Executive Director from MHI, Mississippi Housing Institute. We're going to welcome her back to talk about the upcoming home show in Jackson and all the cool stuff that she does. Also, we're here for uh, any home improvement or DIY questions questions, and some really weird stories today. Just just craziness going on in the, in the DIY world for
2: some reason. Yeah, Jason, to answer your question, yes, I did play that for Kim this morning. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Mississippi Queen. Mississippi. Okay, there we go. Uh, look, if you want to get
0: a, a question on or contribute this morning, you can send an email to fixit101 at org. So uh, Pam uh, had, came in this morning, and she was just vibrating when she walked into my Ooh. office and she said i got a story i to got tell. a
3: story i got something okay. i'm up in it all
0: right the uh the floor is yours madam
3: well you're not gonna believe it you know how you start your day and you got your post-its and you're gonna you're going through and marking things off and one of the that's things how you start your day that's how i start my day all right, all right, I, I organize my post-its do not everybody do that right right <laughs> i know that was just but everybody do that so i'm It's an office day for me, so I'm in there. I'm organizing my post its, and one of the thing on my post it is that I had to take down my faux ceiling, where because Timmy's put me in an air conditioning system on Thursday. Okay. Okay. Brand new system um, had a leak, and anyway, needs to be done. So I had put up, uh, and I talked about this on the show vinyl faux ceiling. In my hall area, yeah, I
0: remember you talking about. It looks this.
3: awesome. I mean, it really looks awesome. But I needed to take it down because behind the faux ceiling uh-huh. was the old cavity where the old house fan used to be. Oh
0: yeah, I remember those. Mm-hmm. Those are so awesome.
3: They're so awesome. They suck yeah. you right up into the attic right. if you walk in <laughs> it, <laughs> underneath it, man. Those things got they got some power. So I took that out like twenty years ago, right? And made an access door. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in the meantime. What happened was, (laughs) (laughs) I had blown insulation in my attic in 2007. Uh I had redone my ductwork, and I came in with the cellulose, which is the wet newspaper, Mm -hmm. and blown that in. Then put up the faux ceiling. So I needed to pull down the faux ceiling so that I could Timmy would have access to the attic. Right. Well, when I started pulling it down, the ceiling had collapsed. Oh no! (laughs) Oh no! (laughs) So what do you do when your ceiling falls? I
4: run out of the house? I mean, I,
3: I mean, I'm looking at and there's insulation everywhere, and I'm like, who do you call? Well, I thought of you, Jason, but you were at work. Okay. So I right, couldn't call you. Right. So I started thinking about who are my friends that I could call to help me address this. Well, I have a friend, Dana, who is the tennis coach for one of the uh, community colleges, so I called her because uh-huh. she's on spring break. Son of a gun, she was right around the corner. That's when you know you've called the right person.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, wait, wait. We're still in coincidence territory. So this person knew something about what you
3: called about. Well, she's she's a handyman. Okay. She's a handy woman, really. Okay. okay, I mean Dana can do just. She does plumbing. Right. She does. She doesn't do electrical. I usually do that, but she's <laughs> one of my um, business partners for my place down in the country. Okay. okay, so we've done a lot of projects together. So I thought, oh my god, I hope Dana's <laughs> <by."> <laughs> because what am I going to do? So she came right on over, and wow. we took the rest of the faux ceiling down while holding the other part of the ceiling up. <laughs> Because I'm going to tell you, cellulose foundation, uh, cellulose insulation yeah. is a lot different than fiberglass insulation. Fiberglass is not that heavy. That's cellulose. Some of and I think what happened what happened was, is I had a roof put on a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. And when they put on a roof, they carry those squares up onto the roof, yeah. and they'll... Bam, They'll drop them. Oh, and it kind yeah. of just dislodged. It dislodged yeah. that part of the sealant. and if I hadn't had that faux ceiling up there, it would have all come down in my in my hallway. Wow. So Dana came over and we created what we did, and this is what I wanted to mention because you know, it's hard to hold a sealant I'm trying to say, would you make a
0: grid of some sort?
3: We made a T bar out of a two by four, uh-huh, and made it one inch longer. Than the height of the ceiling. Right. And then we took a piece of, actually a piece of carpet and put it under the two-by-four at the bottom, put uh-huh. the T on the ceiling, uh-huh. and, then and then lodged it, it under back there. underneath there. Nice. And then we took some screws. And Now, what's funny about this is my house is pretty handy and Jeff would probably just not be happy. No. If he's listening, he's <clears throat> going, he's shaking his head. Right. I can't yeah. believe that, girl. Uh-huh. But I like when I'm doing projects around my house, I want to use everything that I've got. Right. It's an adventure. If I can use what I've got in my shop and I don't have to go to the hardware store. Right. So you should see the types of screws with that ceiling, because it doesn't matter, because I'm gonna put the faux ceiling back up. Right. So now I'm ready for Timmy. My ceiling's back up, but it was. Mm, wow. It wasn't. It wasn't on one of the post its yesterday, so well, I had to rearrange everything else.
0: And of all the calls that we've had. Since 2014. You've never had a ceiling fall never in? Never having a ceiling fall in. Yeah. yeah unless yeah, you know, have That one's new.
3: It made it for a very exciting day. And let me tell you, it got dusty, too. The funniest part was that, so my friend Dana, she's pulling out insulation. We're putting it in garbage bags. Now she's covered in it. You know what works <laughs> to get insulation off of people? Nothing. A Dyson vacuum.
0: Really? Ah. Yeah,
3: my Dyson dog pet vacuum. I was just going up and down all over her, and then we were able to get all that insulation. I fell off. through
0: a ceiling when I was a kid, literally in the early seventies, and I think I still feel it. <laughs>
4: fiberglass, it's awful. yeah, the
3: fiberglass is. I mean it. It's like prickly. Almost. It makes you it's it there. It, it's itchy. <laughs> yeah, the the cellulose is not th- quite that bad. Right.
0: Well, you know, you sent me an article earlier this week. That that I discussed with a whole bunch of my folks here, and, and we we sat around and basically gave ourselves nightmares of how this could have actually you happened. You had a
3: nightmare. Uh, I had a nightmare. Okay, so
0: <laughs> so this this story comes out, and and Pam sends it to me, and here's the headline on the story: Eight foot alligator hiding in attic startles home inspector. You betcha, it did. Uh, you betcha. <laughs>
3: Uh-huh. So This is crazy. What happened? You read this article. What happened, Pam? Well, it was a brand new construction on mm-hmm. a co- in a coastal town. Mm-hmm. And the builder came in the next morning and saw mud all over the floor, which is not unusual. I mean, right. new construction. For a builder. Yeah. yeah. Right. So he just cleaned it up and didn't think anything of it. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> Well, my guess is that probably this is one of those, and I love it when builders do this, when they put stairs up to their attic yeah. versus like a pull-down stair. Mm. So I bet you that thing came in, just walks through the door, loo, 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 goes up the stairs, and then goes into an area, couldn't figure out how to get out. And the right. next morning, the code official came in. This wasn't a home <laughs> inspector. it's a code official, comes in, and he thought it was storage or stuffed animal right. or whatever and it, when it started blinking at him <laughs> i would have been a. would love to be a fly of the wild bet he screamed like a girl
4: Wet his right. pants <laughs> um, <laughs> I,
3: I said if you if i had found that you would have had i'd had to change clothes before i called anybody <laughs> right. <had told>
0: <laughs> can you imagine i mean re- really okay so so you go to the all right, now I understand. You guys spend time under houses, gosh, you come across possum and raccoons and and all kinds of stuff, you know. I get that. Uh, but but once you've reached a certain height, you feel safe from certain animals. You do. You know? you,
3: you actually do. And I alligators In the attic. No. You would expect that. I I had a buddy uh, that was working on the coast after Katrina, Uh and he was under an older house. Uh One thing, you know, we get down there, we've got all our stuff on our headlights, and all of a sudden he heard... <laughs> and he looked up and he was nose to nose with an eight foot alligator oh, now this was not a small man and he literally busted up through the, the yes. through the floor <laughs> now if it'd been me i'd try to do that and knock me cold Right? Yeah. <laughs> Find pieces parts of me later because i wanted just knock myself yeah. out free
0: food <laughs> hey look jeremy's on the line at Gulfport, and uh he's got a insulation remover trick it like from when you get it in your in your skin here, Jeremy?
4: Yeah, that's right. Um, when I was uh, working uh, remodels in Denver back in the uh, late 90s, early 2000s, uh, we'd run into that fiberglass insulation all the time. And uh, a trick that, I, that my boss at the time taught me that worked out great was you take a pair of pantyhose and you rub it over your skin and it'll actually snag the fibers out. Panty hose. hose.
3: <laughs> That's so crazy. That's the only thing I'd use those for. <laughs> I'm you not know going what? To, I ain't putting them on. That's funny you say that.
0: <laughs> My wife and I were in the store the other day and we passed by and I thought I hadn't seen those since the 80s. I know. Exactly. Yeah. Uh-huh.
3: Yeah. I, I can't remember the last time I had on a pair of pantyhose. Me
0: so, neither. Um, mm. anyway, Jeremy, that's a fantastic. That's a, I did not you know, know that. what, though? It, it does give a contractor an excuse to put pantyhose in the it's, toolbox.
3: Uh-huh. <laughs> right. Yeah. I'm going to check Jeff's toolbox right. when he gets back. Yeah. <laughs> see if he got any pantyhose in there. Poor
0: Jeff. All right. Uh, thanks, Jeremy. We thanks, appreciate Jeremy. that. That's awesome. That's a cool tip. It is.
3: That is. I've never heard that before. All right.
0: You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein here with Pam Pibus, ASHE Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. You can join the conversation. Send an email to fixit101 at MPB. Online. org. Now, earlier we talked about we've got a guest in studio today. So excited! And, and Kim, this is not your first time around here with us, but it's Kim Gent, Executive Director of Mississippi Housing Institute. How are you doing this morning?
1: I'm great. How are you?
0: Good. I'm feeling excited because whenever you come around, that means the show is close.
1: It is. So
0: so so. Tell us what you do, Kim.
1: I provide education across the state for all builders and remodelers, so um, I'm also the education arm for home builders, so if you're a member, that's a benefit you get by, by so having educational classes.
0: Java and I just pictured a room full of 30 men with
3: hard hats on in front of a chalkboard. <laughs> Taking a class. <laughs> yeah, They're
2: the MHHL really be cool, because you have to keep that... That education continuing with all the changes that happen in the construction industry. Exactly,
1: they've got to have um, they've got to have two hours of continuing education to renew their license. So Wait, is
2: this for every
0: contractor? Nope. Like, what is this? Is this for what is this for?
3: No. Before when did they pass that legislation on CE's oh. for
1: builders? That was because I 2015. was 2015.
3: Yeah, oh, in 2000. Okay, so, so before yeah. 2015, you don't have to have CE.
1: Right now, they've now we had the new law 1163 where all the electricians, HVAC, plumbing, all had to get licensed this past year. Uh-huh. So they will be required to have CE to renew their license. As I got well. you. So well, just their the, before, remodel
3: on. license, right? No,
0: hang on. It's a it's a it's a regular people show with CE.
3: Continuing education. Oh, thank you. Yes. Sorry. See, so, yeah, but they have to have probably in their professional field, they have to have CE. Like, I have my contractor's license, but I have to have, I have, home inspectors have to have 20 hours. Right. To renew. Right. Builders have to have two folks. Think about that.
1: Well, well now it? the other thing I do is we have certified professional builders and remodelers and they, Ooh, have, to, gotcha. they have to have four hours okay. with us. So um, the requirement's a little higher for that. Their standards are a little higher. So um,
0: so your I job in the state is to, is to educate contractors.
1: Correct. I That's do your not, gig. I do not teach. You're
0: not I've, standing at the front proctoring.
1: <laughs> no, but cool. I provide classes okay. for, for them to take.
0: Okay. So. That's so cool. All right. Well, that, you you know what we're glad that you exist we're well, glad that mhi exists to 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 keep education going um also let's let's talk about why why you seem to pop up this time of year every year
1: <laughs> so every year around this time uh, march april we have the um jackson home show it will be March 25th and 26th, which is not this weekend but the next weekend, um, we've got all kinds of vendors down there. You've got builders, you've got brick people, electricians, air conditioning, pools. So if you're looking to remodel or build a house, it's the great place to come to get advice from these guys. Um, I will be, you know, again, I certified builders and remodelers. I'll be at booth 15, and I'll have a directory. These are the guys you want because they have their continuing ed, they have uh-huh. a license, they have insurance, and they, they've they set themselves at a higher standard and they want to, um, they're not going to ruin their reputation by not doing the right thing.
0: Well, that is interesting. If you go to one of these home builder shows, the one thing that's great to know, and you can just kind of like uh, let this off your shoulders, and this happens all around the country, but uh, you know, you can kind of breathe a little bit when you walk into the home builder show, if they're a part of one of these organizations, there's, they're licensed. So everybody you're working with is, is, is only up and up, meaning, meaning at least if nothing else, they know what they're doing as far as the, the job goes, Right. you know, and that is, you don't know everyone that you try to hire, if they know what the job is or not. Right. Everyone there does. So. Right. It's, it, it's a good thing. To, you know, another thing that happens at the home show that's always blows my mind. Tell me about this book. There's a there's a book.
1: Yeah. So I have a directory which has all the builders and remodelers that are certified in it across the state. So this these are guys that I would definitely recommend.
0: Like a like a paper book.
1: Yes. it's a, Of
0: all the builders in the
2: state. N-
1: just the ones that are certified. Oh, well,
2: the ones you want. The ones, the ones, you, ones you want.
1: want yeah. Right. <laughs> That I can say I would recommend these guys, and they're going to take care of you. You know, they're not going to take your money and not right. complete the job. And so these are no just, worries. this is
0: just a list of certified folks in the state. Correct. That sounds like uh, I, I like that. That's that's very cool. So what other kind of things are we going to be able to find at the home show this year?
1: Oh, we're going to have artists doing different things. Um, so we've got jewelry. You know, there's some house, home, home, right. Stuff to decor, home decor, I home guess. Home decor. Yeah. Um, and then, like I said, any anything you'd want to build a house or remodel a house. And, uh, you know, you'll have people down there that gives you advice that are right. professionals and can tell you how to do it, you know, or hopefully they right. can do it for you. So, it's so
0: much fun to go out. And, Pam, uh, we were there last year, and you, uh, to be able to stop by – to a contractor, a contractor that has the business, that owns the business that you're talking to, sitting at the table with you, and you can ask that business owner who is going to be doing the building for you, right? Uh, how, hey, I, I'd like it this way, or I'd like it that way, and that person can do it. This is this is not a. A manufacturing process where you're ordering one thing that has to be the same. You actually get to speak to that owner.
3: We did that. I actually do some consulting work, Mm -hmm. and I had a client that came to the show, and we stopped by a particular booth and talked with that contractor about um, uh, what we wanted done at Mm -hmm. their home. And so it was nice because they got to interact with that person, and then later we had them come over to the property and give a bid on the work to be done.
0: Oh, cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And well, in, in Java, I know the first year Java, you and I went out to the home show, um, finding it, it was such an idea. Uh, inspiration it just is it, it i went out there and i was like oh my gosh i didn't know they could do that
2: that's what i was just about to they say the whole time a lot of, a lot of booths will have you kind of in awe as far as like i didn't know that you could make um what was the it was concrete look like marble or something it the was,
0: first one that you and i just kind of like dropped our draws at uh draw uh,
3: <laughs> <laughs>
0: jaws no, I god i hate i miss
3: that jaws <laughs>
0: edit the first time we saw this it was amazing because it was concrete but it looked just like marble and we we almost sat there I remember sitting there and like touching the
2: top of it you had to put your hands on it just to say this is not Marble. marble right <laughs> right <laughs> so it's some but but it
0: was just neat to see that that one of the things that you find not only do you find people that are very precise in in what they do you also find artisans um there's some people out here that that can do things that are trained and have been doing it for years that are doing some beautiful work and it's not just you know brick over brick these are beautiful Things that they're making. so
3: Yeah, let me tell you a story about the home show. Can I do that? Yes. And this, sure. Because how long has it been going on, Kim? I mean, we're talking 30, 40 years. Probably. I mean, it's been, a been around a while mm-hmm. since I was in high school, college. Okay. That's, we won't break it. Was right, 40 right. years ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's been a minute. So it was probably new. My father was actually very involved in the Home Builder Association uh, for the state of Mississippi. Uh-huh. And when I was in high school, he started building log houses. And so we were the one of the first, I say we, my father was one of the first ones to do that. And he was so successful that he started winning houses. And that's where the log village came into play on Highway 51 in Ridgeland, which has now been – everything's torn down. Right. So when I was – I can't remember if I was high school or college whenever he did this. He actually built a log house in the – No. Yeah.
0: No. Yeah. And and
3: people were able to watch and kind of see that process. Oh, my
0: gosh. At the home show.
3: At the home show. Yeah. So it's that kind of thing, you know, with the history on that. And then something else that I'll share – so my mom and I are walking around, you know, looking at everything. We had our bag and we were getting all the stuff from all the booths and really having a I mean, we're having a great time. And we came over We gonna admit
0: that here on the air? Yeah. I know. Okay, hey, all right. Hey.
3: So we're walking around and we came to the I'm trying I can't remember who the the folks were, but they had cutting boards made out of a specific material and that's what made me think about it. And they were in the shape of Mississippi. Oh, cool. And it wasn't wood. It was another type of product. Uh-huh. And my mom and I were like, wow, that is awesome. Well, because my father was so prominent in the Home Builders Association, they were mm-hmm. said, well, here, have this. So they gave it to me, which was funny at the time because I didn't cook. Right. <laughs> but now I cook all the time. And you know what cutting board I love the most?
0: The Mississippi one.
3: The Mississippi one. And it mm-hmm. came from the home show. That's so that's cool. Awesome. That's
0: impressive. You know what? Uh, that's a good jumping off spot for us. I have got an incredible question. And a really fun tip that I researched myself this weekend, and I blew my mind. I know a whole bunch of you are going to tell me that. Of course, you always knew this.
3: Is it as good as pantyhose?
0: The pantyhose is good. This is at least as good as pantyhose. All right. So, okay. You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio. I'm Jason Klein, who with Pam Pibus, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Jeff Sammons from Houseworks is not in this week, but but Kim Gent is in this week. <laughs> Kim from uh, MHI, or Mississippi Housing Institute. She's going to be at the uh, upcoming home show uh, later in March in,
2: in Jackson. That's going to be at the Muse Center. Right,
1: Clyde, Clyde Meuse in yeah. Pearl. It's
2: right there off 20. Yes. Right. Don't yeah. say later in March. Just say like next Saturday. You make it seem <laughs> oh, yeah. like it's a couple weeks away I or something. I keep forgetting where <laughs> are we are. March 25th and the 26th. How did we
3: get here? Right. Right. I mean, wow. So uh, one more
0: thing. I, uh, before I get to to my, my, my cool new tip, I wanted to talk to uh, Kim about... There's there's a book that MHI is a little bit famous for now. Tell me about this this particular book.
1: So, we have a handbook that um if you're certified, you can purchase for $35 and they do they give that to their consumer at closing. And mm-hmm. the book basically outlines what the consumer's responsible for and what the builder's responsible for. So, it helps protect some of the little things. So, if a consumer said, well, Jeff, I've got ai got a crack in my driveway. When they go, ma'am, you know, on page 36, if you look, right. we're not liable for cracks in driveways. You right. know, it's just part of the process.
0: So there's a book that says that stuff?
1: Yes. And we're really proud. So we've been getting this book from um, Greater Atlanta. It, uh-huh. That's something that they had done with the home builders right. of Atlanta. We have just recently had our guys write one, Mm -hmm. and it's at our attorney's office right now. So, we may have a Mississippi one that has been written by our guys, our builders and remodelers of home builders, and we're hoping to get it printed and published by the end of the year. Oh,
0: man, that's going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. What's it called?
1: What is it actually called? It's just a homeowner's homeowner's manual (laughs) kind of thing, you know, a handbook. So,. So if you're
3: building a house, you want to ask your builder for that? Maybe.
1: Well, they give it. I mean, like, they can only get it if they're certified. So oh, uh, and that yeah. would be
3: a good question. To <laughs> ask.
2: Well, I think I think it's a good thing because you get a manual for just about anything that you buy except for a home. Right. And a lot of times, mm-hmm. you know, there are things that happen with the home that you just mm-hmm. don't know about because it's your first it's your first home. That's right. Right. So, you manual, that's right.
0: A manual for the home is also the pitch for inspectors
3: a lot of times. Well, right. and that's what you know, a lot of inspectors don't do what we do. Right. We we go in, because what we want to do is educate the consumer on how to take care of your house. And so I live and die on some of the criticism I get from builders and agents because they say I'm too picky. But what I'm trying to do is edu- educate the consumer, and if I can educate them on the front end, then the builder and the agent are going to get calls on the back end. Yeah, so I will should... talk about specific things that you know that may other inspectors may not talk about i guess it's a girl thing that's we inspected like a girl now, wait, wait,
0: you know what it, that's just who you are that's why you and jeff fight over the candy bowl here yeah that's right
4: <laughs> that's right, All
0: right uh, real quick kathleen's on the line uh kathleen what's going on
4: nothing but y'all and the greatest show i've ever heard y'all do oh. i'm laughing here i'm learning here. And I don't wear pantyhose, but I have a deep respect for them now. Yeah. <laughs> you get <laughs> ready. And this is, this is why it's an appointed time for me to listen. And I know your listeners maybe don't, don't feel comfortable calling in, but I tell you what, y'all have got it. This is the top show, and it's with laughter, and it makes us all feel a part of it. Love you guys very much.
0: Thank you, Kathleen. Thanks,
4: Kathleen.
0: All right. So this, uh, this, this cool tip that I was talking about, we got a question in the email uh, for at fixit101 at mpbonline.org. Okay. And the subject is paint cabinet knobs, sink faucets, handles, sink faucet handles. So the sink faucet handles and the cabinet knobs in their home and and um the question is hi is there any way to successfully paint them can you paint these things this person julie is trying to upgrade and she's asking if you can paint these knobs and and these these metal parts these small metal parts and i thought okay my first thought as as a handyman was Yeah, you got Krylon, sure. (laughs) You know, Uh, but then I thought, I thought, sure, you can spray paint it, but but we all know spray paint on metal is going to scratch off, Mm -hmm. right? Um, And I started thinking about that. Sometimes I don't know a lot of you if you get if you ever. If anybody gets that kind of thing where they're just watching a video online and getting that drooling phase where they get that real satisfying video, I was watching that the other day, uh, watching somebody deal with this. And and they were spray painting these small parts, and then they'd take those parts and they'd bake them in the oven hmm. with regular spray paint okay regular okay so here's the deal so i started looking at it. i went to eHow
3: <laughs> and in them and since since the email and today jason has removed all of the knobs in his ass <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: so okay on eHow.com i found a a step-by-step how to get a baked finish results with your spray paint by baking those parts in the oven after you've spray painted them and 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 get this um if you apply a coating of this if you if you do this this is going to make the paint harder Hmm. it'll make it stay on there longer more scratch resistant and it is a gorgeous finish
3: I wish I could do that with my gutters. It, well, I don't guess there's an oven big enough. No, no, that'd be the you know because anyway, that's a whole process. But, but that's a, that's but very yes, interesting.
0: So if you have something metal, something small and metal, uh, so here's here's the step by step process. Okay, um, place the uh, metal onto the oven on a on a flat aluminum baking sheet. Now this is the the it's already painted. Okay.
3: Yeah, You're do you use painted. like a, a baking paper or something instead of just putting it straight on the um, on the mm. metal pan? Or uh, mm. a baking can, sheet, I don't well, know. Well, then can I cook my cookies it's after I cook my
1: knobs, can <laughs> I cook my cookies? I'm going to get
0: a whole different pan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> or maybe foil, maybe you just put foil in
3: yeah i don't I'm thinking reuse you know i mean i'm I'm multitasking here All right,
0: so catch this though that it may help so if you're painting small objects, baking paint onto metal decreases the curing time of the object. This increases the production rate of painting when dealing with multiple objects or when dealing with layered coats of different paints. But by baking your paint, you can reduce a paint job that would normally take days to complete, such as restoring those knobs and stuff like that, to just hours. But uh, even a toaster oven is suitable for use for a little parts because you can turn a toaster on you only have to go to up to about 150 degrees but some articles i read say if you went to the standard baking temperature of 350 degrees for say 20 minutes that paint is baked on there great you pull it out you let it cool and it's just as hard as it can be so <laughs> I, this okay, is but just, let me say
3: this you right. said a toaster let's say i'm gonna paint my toaster
0: you put your toaster in the oven
3: but yeah is that what you were saying? Are you?
0: Well, I wouldn't do it because it's all plastic. I was going to say, yeah. you
3: better make sure. No <laughs> yes. Why not
0: you
1: do you... a toaster oven? A toaster oven, you have a little. Oh, that's so, okay. Yeah, yeah, a toaster oven. Yeah,
3: yeah. yeah. And then
0: yeah. what cool. you were saying, a toaster oven. Yeah, a toaster oven. oven. That's okay. yeah. usually has doors, two doors on the right. front or something like that. You know, right. Uh, because you can set those to go up to like 450 degrees. Right. I, mean, I wonder people.
3: if you could do it in an air fryer.
0: An air fryer with paint drying? <laughs> I think this is a physics thing. I right?
3: know. We need to, we need to have a lab. Maybe y'all right. could do that at the right. home show. Have all, the, <laughs> all that stuff. Jason could bring all his knobs. Right. <laughs> his knobs.
0: Freshly painted.
4: Uh-huh. Right.
0: Another uh, thing that I wanted to talk about this is this kind of blew my mind this morning. Has my state banned compact fluorescent light bulbs? Hmm. There's a couple of states already in the country that have banned compact fluorescence. and and uh, it, it, this was interesting to me. I didn't realize that this was a problem, but you know, mercury is used in the making of fluorescence.
3: Fluorescence, yeah, uh, mm, yeah.
0: So so and and you know, uh, ever since you know we came up with the term Mad Hatter, we know that mercury is a terrible thing, so, as far as <laughs> to people. Um. So so. Uh, banning these compact fluorescent light bulbs what we've learned is that you know in the early 2000s people started experimenting a lot with these late 90s early 2000s and they were great and certainly an improvement over incandescent bulbs they they didn't use as much power incandescent are like the old style bulbs that burn kind of yellow you know, um, just your old standard bulb. Well, they they didn't use as much power, so so that was a great benefit. They were a power saving thing, um, and I don't know if anyone on the planet likes fluorescent light, but it had plenty of it. So,
3: isn't that uh, what's in the big box stores? I mean, that's what's lighting them up, isn't it?
0: That's what this is right here over yeah, our right, heads. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, yeah. That's fluorescent light, but uh, the world figured out LED. And figured out that it was cheaper. Um, You didn't need the same harmful chemicals to make it. Uh, It didn't use hardly any energy. Uh, We've literally revolutionized revolutionized electronics with LEDs. So my question,
3: can I ask a question? Because this Mm -hmm. is fascinating to me. Let's say this fixture that we have here in the studio. Mm -hmm. Can you buy an LED bulb for that? Or do you have to change the whole fixture?
0: Well, and that's funny you ask actually you can buy an led bulb that will plug in but no you can't use it in that fixture yeah that fixture uses um a different kind of power source um if you've ever seen this if you ever bought a light or installed a light like a fluorescent light with those long tube bulbs uh they have another um portion of this light that powers those bulbs they're they're very unique in what they need Um,
3: So you would have to change the fixture. And I've noticed that sometime in home (laughs) inspections. One of the things that we do is we walk around with these really high-powered flashlights. Mm -hmm. We can see things with our flashlight. Like I did one last week, and I pointed out a leak, and and the gal was like, I didn't know it was leaking. And I was like, well, there's the stain, and as soon as I put my flashlight on it. So what I've noticed is that folks are removing these older fluorescent fixtures, Mm -hmm. and I can actually see the outline it's completely square in the ceiling, and they've come back and put in the you know an updated bulb or right. an updated fixture.
0: Right, and and like, <clears throat> excuse me, you cannot use an LED bulb in a in a fluorescent fixture. That doesn't work. Yeah. Um, but you know what's fun is that they are making a bunch of LED things that fit into the old bulb holes. So, like, like an can, old lamp. Well, and, and for I know my house, uh, it got, it was, it was we remodeled my home in a time uh, when we used can lights. Well, you don't have to use a can light anymore. You can buy these LED little spot things and throw them in there. So, um, you know, there's a lot of ways you can do that now. But anyway, apparently, um, apparently these uh, fluorescents are going away.
3: Yeah. Not necessarily
0: yeah. the ones above your head in a business, but the little compact ones that they sell for your home to well, screw into light bulb. I do know there bulb.
3: are some, um, and I may be speaking out of turn here, I think there are some government programs for some of these larger box stores, or uh, like the universities. I think it seems to me like Southern Miss did this, where they went in and changed all their fixtures out mm-hmm. and went and updated everything. And so they were given some type of monetary... Government program. Well, if funds. you can get
0: if you can get off the incandescent or fluorescent train and get onto LED, you just saved yourself a ton of money. A ton of money. So that's why people want to do it. There's an incentive to go to LED. There it's, is. It's a very good one.
2: I think John. all lights should be LED, Wi-Fi enabled, and smart. So when you want to change the mood, you could just tap your phone and make them pink, <laughs> make oh, them nice. Nice. or blue, or green. You know. Java hey Siri, turn always the in the right just like frame that. of mind, Java. <laughs> uh-huh. Or you can say, "Hey Siri, um uh, go to party mode." Right, yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and it just I like.
2: <laughs>
3: start. Yeah, you can do that with your shower head. Yeah.
2: Mikey's on the line,
0: Mobile. What's going on, Mikey?
4: Hey. Hey. Y'all there? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> Uh, I I don't know. I never meant, you know, meant to turn into the the fingernail painting fairy. <laughs> I don't paint my nails myself. Okay. I, it's all I can do to get around to clipping them. But um, I told a couple of years ago that I had repaired my <laughs> linoleum floor. With um, very inexpensive, um, and it's, it's been about two or three years now because we came through the, the COVID thing. Uh, it's still holding. What is it? I mean, I, and I, a linoleum. Oh. <laughs> old, old linoleum, yes, and uh, on a concrete slab. Uh, so, my point here is that the knobs thing. Why wouldn't you just go ahead and use when you, if you can still find it? Now the the thing is that I went ahead and bought everything I could that was you know when people were not when it was on super sale. Okay, is right. <laughs> it, something something I bought for fifty cents is now four and a half dollars. Right, um, but still four and a half dollars is not that much if you're using it on a metal kind of a knob. And you use it artistically. That's um, true. And you can also change it so easily. All it takes is a little bit of Nail polish remover.
0: Right, right.
3: Oh, so you're saying use nail polish on the knife. Right. It's the it, well. It's, it's actually not knob. a bad yeah. idea. And, 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 then, and then
4: you don't. Have, and then you don't have to do all that baking and whatever. You know. In fact, I, I would say <laughs> look, I don't Mickey, think that you don't Mikey. want. Why would you want to? What a hazard! Because you know? I mean, look, is,
3: Mikey, Jason wants our project. You're busting my flow,
0: <laughs> and I'm not cool with that. I found a new thing that sounds fun for me. Yeah. And you,
3: yeah, don't bust <laughs> his bubble. Let him go ahead and bake all his knobs. Right.
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Thank you, ma'am. Appreciate it. Uh uh Becky, let's go to Becky and Maridi Run real, real quick. What's going on, Becky?
4: Hi. Uh I was wondering if do y'all know of either preferably a free or not expensive app or program that helps you plug in your room dimensions and then helps you figure out the design, the layout of a room, like from, you know, a kitchen or a bathroom that shows not only the bird's eye view of it, but also the straight on perspective of, you know, when you're looking at this particular wall in the kitchen, if you put the oven range here and two cabinets on either side.
0: Oh, Becky. Oh, Becky, you're yeah. going to have so much fun, so yeah. much fun with this. Yes, there's actually uh, many of these apps out there, design oh. apps, 3D design apps that you can use, people can use to make a room design, and yes, you can get the design. They'll even help you in, in basically mapping your own space so that you can redesign that. How you want and there's and, and I'd love to give you a name, Becky, but it really is it just uh go to your app store whether that be you know Apple or, or google and mm-hmm. and and do look in the subject for that, and I think you'll be if if I could do like that old game show call a friend you know man I call my wife she's got like seventeen of them don't worry they they're out there <laughs> she shows me all the time all how we get time. to redo everything so
4: yeah okay so uh, Look for 3D design app. Is that
0: what 3D I'm... home design. Yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Yeah. I wonder if you could Hi. plug in your uh, your knobs. And you could see your right. knobs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> this has never gone away. It's
3: not. It's not. You could even draw an alligator in the attic.
2: That's true. <laughs> And right. Becky, if I could give some advice, a quick Google search, you gave me some keywords to type into your app store. Yeah. Like maybe floor planner or oh, good. square foot, uh home square foot mm-hmm. f- uh calculator and a right. bunch, of, like Jason said, a bunch of those apps will pop up and just take your pick.
0: Yeah. And and it may take you one or two or three to get through one that you really like dealing with, but you'll find it. And and it's really fun when you do. I don't know if you've ever played with those apps. So Kim, have you ever played with those?
1: I have. Oh good bless.
0: <laughs> They're they fine. They are. It's like, I'd like to buy a pillow and put that there. Right. try that. Yeah. No, and brown. Okay. <laughs> You're listening to Fix It 101 on MPB Think Radio, the home show to help you do it yourself. That's right. Uh, this is Jason Klein. I'm here with Pam Pibus, uh, Ashy Certified Inspector at Inspect It Like a Girl. Our punching bag, Jeff Sammons, but really... uh Cool guy, uh, is out this week. So we've been picking on him all day. So.
1: <laughs> he needs so, to be picked on. <laughs> right. He's, he's tough
0: enough. He can take it.
1: Oh, yeah. He so,
3: can
0: take it. Uh, Kim, you were telling us about, uh, the home show coming and, and the fact that you guys are going to be there. You're with Mississippi Housing Institute. And, uh, one of the things you wanted to, uh, make sure we talk about is, uh, the venue. We're at the Muse Center. We right. were at the Muse Center last year. And this Correct. is. This is uh with Heinz. Is Community, that correct?
1: Heinz Community College mm-hmm. in Pearl. Um it's called Clyde Muse Center. Uh huh. And um It's
0: big and gorgeous. We were there last year. It's it awesome.
1: is. It much better off. We like it better than Trademart. So
0: Paul's on the line in Panola County and uh wants Mikey to return his home book. What?
4: Paul? Yes, uh about fifteen years ago I loaned uh Mad Mikey a uh, home uh Home improvement book and such. Never got it back. <laughs> Moved away. I live up somewhere around Memphis. I wouldn't tell the woman who was alive if she didn't call your shows. <laughs> <laughs> you and, and, and let her know I'm alive and well. And by this point, you can keep the book. You can <laughs> keep the
0: book. <up>. Yeah.
4: <laughs> well, now, wow.
0: I, I don't even want to ask yeah. about the backstory on that one, brother. But
4: <laughs> yeah. Well. It's been fifteen years. I mean, I, I yeah, just, yeah, I got gotcha. you. I can have it
0: now. Right. Yeah. So, all right. Thanks, man. Thank I you appreciate so much, it. Uh, all right. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Okay. So, like, to wrap this, uh, Kim and Pam, I found an article from Family Handyman: uh, twelve things to do when daylight savings begins. So uh, I'm just going to go real quick to take
3: right. a nap is number one on my Right. <laughs> They, I mean, who thought that up? They, they said had,
0: do a kitchen cleanup, a spring kitchen cleanup. It was the first thing was on the list, and I'm like, eh. It's yeah. like, I mean, I clean the kitchen all the time. That's not yeah. too tired. say
1: garage, mm-hmm. closet. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah. How about it says uh, a swap out winter gear for spring gears next, whether it's the closet or bedding or... Well, you don't want to do
3: that this week. My God, I know. Well, snapped back. It was uh, freezing this morning. Yeah. Yeah.
0: All right. uh, Number three. All right. This says this recommends to do a thing, and I'm going to disagree with this. Okay. Because I will not talk about this. (laughs) (laughs) But it says reverse your fans.
3: Oh, right. (laughs) I'm glad we waited till the end of the show to bring that yeah, up. Yeah, and I'm yeah, going to talk whole, about that's a whole controversy right there. Yes,
0: I will just read what this says from the Family Handyman article. Whether you have a remote control, wall control, or need a step ladder to manually switch the fan, be sure your ceiling fans spin counterclockwise after the switch to daylight savings time. It will keep things cooler. I don't want to hear any more about
3: it. Uh-uh. No, <laughs> <Well>, next. <laughs> next you
0: have engineers and NASA scientists Yeah, and, they've
3: all. Yeah. Our, my favorite caller on that though, he said, just switch it to the way you like it.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um change the batteries in your smoke detectors. We've heard about this.
3: Unless you buy the new 10-year batteries. I mean, I I've, I've been inst- you know, cuz I talk about it on the show, I've been installing uh smoke ten-year. De- yeah, smoke detectors for friends and you can buy the 10-year Mm. Um, things so you don't have to change them every year i put them in my house they're awesome
0: that is amazing mm-hmm. much better idea mm-hmm. okay that's something to do uh patio prep you know it's getting time
1: yeah getting yeah. time to go ahead you i've know. been doing that don't yeah. buy your plants yet though right
3: <laughs> yeah give it a minute before you go out and do that
0: now here's one and and i need to but i don't want to clean drapes and curtains Oh, if there's any like, if there's any you know, window coverings, things like that, that have gathered dust over yeah. the, over the season,
3: I can't tell you. When we're inspecting houses, we raise windows. You know, at least one window per room. And it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So Pammy kind of cleans hers all the time because right. of that. Okay.
4: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get out those little duster things. Those are awesome.
0: Right. All right, folks. Weird show. Fix It 101 is a production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting Think Radio and is funded by the generous contributions from listeners like you. Our show was produced by Mr. Java Chapman. Our call screener today was uh, Jermaine. That's right, Jermaine Flood for Pam Pybus, and our guest Kim Gent. And of course, thank you, Mr. Simmons, for your humility. I'm Jason Klein. Stay tuned for our Wednesday 10 a.m. program, Air Day Tech with Jay White, and join us next Wednesday at 9 for Fix It 101 only on MPB Think Radio. This is an MPB Think Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on
3: your iPhone or Android phone on demand.